Hi, and thanks for tuning in once again to the Redheaded Preacher podcast. My name is Richard Lanford. I am the Redheaded Preacher of St. Peter's United Church of Christ in Skokie, Illinois. My mom had five kids and three boys, two girls, and each of the boys had red hair. And um, so that was something, and neither of my parents did. So at any rate, that's... um, a little point of story um, behind the title. Uh, not the only point, but anyway, just a little bit of history. Um, for this podcast, I forgot to record it at the time, the actual uh, scriptures and sermon. But we have been YouTube broadcasting each service, and I learned that the audio from the YouTube a recording can be, you know, the sound can be taken out from that. And so what you're going to be hearing is the scriptures by Jane Abramchik and the sermon, uh, but they're excerpted from, uh, it's the audio portion of the YouTube filming. So it's really what you would be hearing anyway. It's just a little bit different. Again, Jane Abramchik is our elector. The scriptures are from Psalm 116 selected verses, and from 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, selected verses. And Jane will say what those are. Uh, let me pause and ask you if you're, if that's at all possible uh, to offer up a brief uh, prayer before going any further. Great God, we give you thanks for the gift of the risen Christ, for the gift of the Word and the Word made flesh. We give you thanks for this opportunity to share the word and for your spirit that binds us all together, wherever we are, in the name of Christ. Amen. The sermon title is, uh, man, it's escaped me and it's not right in front of me. So it, but I know that the themes, the themes are mission and uh, it gets into finances, but it's basically about partnering with God's work and partnering with those who partner with God's work. And so without any more explanation or introduction, let's continue with our podcast for April 26th, 2020. Our Testament reading is Psalm 116, verses 1 through 4, and then verses 12 through 19. The psalmist gives thanks for the healing, and then talks about fulfilling the vows he made to God. Psalm 116, verses 1 to 4 and 12 to 19. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications, because he inclined his ear to me. Therefore, I will call on him as long as I live. The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol lay hold on me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, save my life. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pray my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord 
is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant and child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. This ends the reading of Psalm 116. Our epistle reading, like this last week, is from 1 Peter. This day it is chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. This passage, our final one for today, is part of Peter's appeal for holiness rooted in the death and resurrection of Christ. 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 17 to 23. If you invoke as Father, the one who judges all people impartially, according to their deeds, live in the reverent fear during the time of your exile. You know that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without effect or blemish. He was destined before the foundation of the world, but was revealed at the end of the ages for your sake. Through him you have come to trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are set on God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you have genuine mutual love, Love one another deeply from the heart. You have been born anew, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. Last week, our church's Facebook page had a link to an article in Skokie Patch about the village inn. In the article, we learn that the Village Inn donates a personal pizza to area hospitals for every personal pizza bought from them on Mondays, starting April 13th, and it's through May 4th. Buy one for you on a Monday, one will be added to the number of pizzas they will provide to the area hospital for that week. That was one persuasive reason that Beth and I, in Skokie last week for recording, got a Village Inn pizza to go. No, it was not a Monday, but it was a way to support the business that is, in a small way, helping the local hospital staffs. In general, if not in that specific case, you want to be a part of that, don't you? There are a number of companies, agencies, and individuals who are going out of their way and out of their profit margin to provide assistance to our nurses, doctors, other hospital and healthcare staff, and sometimes we can be part of what they are doing. I read also just the other day in the Tribune that Planet Heroes in Evanston is another place. They make and deliver meals to the homeless people they know about. I mean, it's delivered by the owner to people. He knows where that he can find uh, folks who are, who are homeless. The night ministry that we just heard about a few minutes ago 
finds homeless people on the L and gives them sandwiches. That's going on now. You and I are grateful for all the good work they do. We are also grateful for the chance to participate in that work, physically or financially, if and when we can. As Christians, you and I can be thankful for those crafters, restaurants, drivers, and more who aid the frontline workers in the fight against COVID-19 and feeding the hungry. We also have the opportunity to share in faith-based outreach work and its necessary internal structures, programs, and materials. We can be grateful for mission works driven by love and for our chance to assist them. I like to believe that we like to do that because, that, because of the love that's within you and me, animated by the relationship we have with God. Each of us has our own history with the love we have that's related to our faith in God. Figures in the Bible have their own, too. We heard Jane read from Psalm 116. It starts out with four very out-there words, I love the Lord. Now that might sound a wee bit uncomfortable for many to say these days. We in Mainline and UCC churches rarely talk like that or talk about our relationship with God like that. But do we not love the Lord, love God? This is not a test. The psalmist loved God because God had heard his prayers for deliverance and answered them. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice and my supplications. Because he inclined his ear to me, therefore I will call on him as long as I live. And this love for the Lord shows itself in a variety of ways. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. O Lord, I am your servant. I will offer to you a thanksgiving sacrifice. The writer of Psalm 116 was so moved by the healing power and grace of God that he would believe in the Lord, call on God's name, and be a servant of God's for as long as he lived. Now this was not mission, per se, or supporting other ministries of healing, faith development, or love, but it did include public worship, paying vows, and making offerings. But you and I, we're not done yet. Last week I told the story of my inviting Jesus Christ into my heart. That's part of my unique history with the love in me that's related to my faith in God. That evening, my life and my relationship with God changed on the spot. Now when I picked up the Bible, after that I mean, now when I picked up the Bible, it seemed to be talking to me. Before, it was pretty much words on a page. But that did not send me into mission or ministry. I did sense the call to the ministry months later. And one night, 
My brother Tommy asked me about that when we ran into each other in the kitchen. What's this about you wanting to go into the ministry? I answered haltingly. I said I was going into the ministry to give back to God after what he had done for me. So he came back with, well, what did I mean by that? What did God do that I felt I needed to give back? I said that Jesus had suffered and died for my sins on the cross. My sins were forgiven. Now, my faith was very young, but I still stand by my answer, even though a sense of call is broader than what I said. My relationship with God and God's love moved within me to follow that call. I guess you could say mission work began, and I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful for the chance to support others preparing to go into ministry. Covenant has something to do with that. I give money to both Bethel University, which gave me a theological and biblical grounding, and to the seminary I attended in New Jersey. I can say that my encounter with God is another form of rescue. The psalmist had his rescue. Mine was a different kind of deliverance. It was a deliverance from distance and alienation from God unto eternity, and a deliverance to a life shaped by the love of Christ. A life shaped by, claimed by, the love of God in Christ ends up one way or another, big or small, as a life in mission for and towards others. A life guided by the love of God ends up one way or another as a loving life that supports those who, out of their love, reach out to help persons in need. Now, First Peter says the same things, but with different language. The unique history of relating to the love in his readers that's related to their faith in God in Peter's sweeping theology goes like this. You were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your ancestors with the precious blood of Christ. He was destined before the foundation of the world. Through him, you have come to trust in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and your hope are in God. Now that you have purified your souls by your obedience to the truth, so that you may have genuine mutual love, love one another deeply from the heart. Ransom. Rescue from the ancient ways which lead to death. Like building your life around money, or possessions, or violence, or apathy, dishonesty, along with self-centeredness. You and I have been ransomed from the 12-lane superhighway death trap by the gift, the blood, the prophetic teaching, and the self-emptying love of Jesus Christ for our sakes and for the world. Finding that God is a God of such radical love we can trust that God and that God's love. So we not only love God, we have faith in God. And in this faith, we work on the commands to love one another. Peter said we are to have genuine mutual love and love one another 
deeply from the heart. In Jesus, you and I are given to understand and believe and be changed by that belief that God loves us deeply from God's heart. So are you and I then to love one another deeply from the heart, even when we have personality conflicts or arguments, disagreements. In faith, as God's love was revealed by being in mission to the world and to us, we now have that same divine love moving in us to be in mission to others. And, when we can, to help those who are also in mission to others. We have a variety of ways to do that, with a plethora of different gifts and opportunities to use those gifts. Especially through the church. We are in mission because, by grace, God has given us mutual love. And we love one another and God's world, which Jesus came to save, deeply from the heart. Members and friends of St. Peter's, UCC, in Skokie are familiar with the several ways God's love moves in us to reach out to assist others. We are glad to be part of it. And if we cannot physically be part of these activities, this one or that one, there are still ways that we can help the helpers. Those who are worshiping with us, but are not so familiar with the mission work of St. Peter's UCC, may be gladdened and enlightened to learn of the work that we have done in the past, the recent past, in alliance with Military Outreach USA, in collecting non-perishable, microwavable foodstuffs, both at our church building and at a local jewel grocery store, these go to provide food to the veterans going to the Jesse Brown Clinic in Chicago. Many of those vets do not have what we would call food security. We've also collected things needed for a vet to transition from homelessness or living in a group home into her or his own place, including stuff like cleaning supplies that we take for granted that they need. Our work as a feeding partner with the community kitchen of Ajust Harvest feeds hundreds of people a year just when we're there on the, north, on the far north side of Chicago. And it is a mission where you can make sloppy joes, or you can serve the food when it's our day to serve. You can donate money that we need to buy other parts of the meal we're responsible for, or all three, or two of the three. We have a Sunday school which does invaluable work, supporting and adding to the work of parents to introduce God, Jesus, the Bible, and ways to live in love and peace to our kids. We have an annual and huge rummage and bake sale that helps people three ways. If you want to get rid of good rummage and have some more space, we can help you with that by taking your rummage. We, can, we are helping the community folks who are in the market for good used stuff at a markdown or for good baked goods, home baked goods, and it helps the church. So you're helping the community in two ways and also St. Peter's. In May, we collect underwear for the night ministry. In Advent, baby needs and diapers for the township food pantry clients. Gift cards for kids and youth at the Ulick Children's Advantage Network in Chicago. 
money for all these gift cards for the hungry who come to our door at a specific time. We've baked and bought hundreds of dozens of cookies and knitted hundreds and hundreds of midwinter hats for the night ministry to give to those on the winter streets or in shelters. We have a relationship with School District 69, which helps in a few different ways and involves our members and staff and on. Our building has been used for a college theater class, rehearsal times, for a movie crew, and a Russian mathematics school. Twelve years ago, we were active to try and help Skokie residents learn about an option for them in the courts where if they faced foreclosure, they, would, they may not know the option that they had. And not quite two years ago, we voted to become an open and affirming congregation within the United Church of Christ which means, basically, that everyone is welcome here to be a member here and to get involved here, to get married here, etc., regardless of your mental health challenges, your sexual orientation, or gender identity. And we represented at Skokie's first Skokie Pride Day gathering at Edison School last June. Love one another deeply from the heart. Love others, too, as God loves them, and uses me and you to reach out to them in love. I'm thankful to be part of a congregation that is so mission-oriented. Then my wife and I are grateful to have the opportunity to support the whole church, not only with professional gifts and occasional personal talents, but also financially. Some, within the sound of my voice, support the ministries and mission of St. Peter's UCC financially very, very generously. For such ample stewardship, the church and I are very grateful. Others give their pledged amount, for which we are grateful. And others give when they can. For these, we are also thankful. Because we know that some have been so hit so hard by this economy and COVID-19 that there may be no way right now to assist these missions going forward financially. We understand and we ask God's blessing to be upon you. We welcome your participation in other ways. For financial contributions are far from the only way that we create and support what we do for the Lord out of St. Peter's. If you have not participated yet in the ministries and missions of St. Peter's UCC, I invite you to think about doing so if you are able. Remember that you and I are then participating in helping us help others. You are partners with us in loving one another and loving those who nobody loves and others in our community and beyond deeply from the heart. The opportunity to participate in God's work is itself a reason to praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you for listening to this week's return edition of the Redheaded Preacher podcast. Next Sunday, May 3rd, the church will be celebrating its 153rd anniversary. And so the message will have to do with 
issues about that, you know, celebrating uh, the history of St. Peter's United Church of Christ, but also looking forward to the future, which as we all know is uh, the immediate future is uh, uncertain, uh, less certain than, uh, than what we had a few months ago. And so I invite you to come back and listen to that. I apologize for the previous week missing. I totally forgot to record that sermon and did not know at that time that we could snatch just the audio portions from the YouTube broadcast and put that into the podcast format. So until then, may God bless your week and everyone whom you know involved in fighting COVID-19. Bye.